When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. HLY Phillies podcast. Congrats to Dave P. You win the first commenter of the day award. Uh, you you basically won nothing, Dave, uh, except our love uh, and our and our respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you for being first, <laughs> Matt Deckert. You just lost today. Chris Slemmer. Good good afternoon, sir. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Uh, kind of a lot to get to today on this. Um, you know cusp of february the last day of january and we have as you see here on our countdown only 14 days remain 13 if you're renee and you count travel day to clear water for the players 14 for the rest of us when we can hear (laughs) mitts popping as pitchers and catchers report to clear water and a mere 57 days away from Opening day versus those stinking Braves. And I'll just say it right now. If they come out and sweep the Braves, I'm going to get irrational as hell and nobody will be able to contain me. All right. So I'm just making that declaration now. If they sweep the Braves, I'm going to get nuts. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jamie, we only have 11 months left of 2024. Okay. Which is wild because 2025 will be here before we know it. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) As soon as you become a parent, uh, time kind of black, you black out. It doesn't out. exist. Yeah, like, time does not exist no, anymore. No, it's just like, I'm like, my daughter's about to be five. How the hell did that happen? I know. Five years just gone. See, that's why I, that's why I do the countdowns like this, because yeah. this is the last time it'll ever be January 2024. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, and uh, yes, we did use my countdown app. Today, so Renee did not okay. did not have to do the math. Um, nobody said that, by the way. Uh, you didn't have to clarify that. It's just right I here. Have, I have trust it right technology. now. I actually have a I have a system. Uh-huh. The the issue was Jamie doesn't give me time to update that system. Well, I see the panic every day when I'm like, Renee, how many days remaining now? And you're like, Oh God, the weekend. Well, Friday was this, Saturday was this. The and weekend. I'm like, the weekend throws a damper in things. Yeah, so I have like, to recalculate every Monday. There's an but easier now, way to do this. But now, once we hit this. Monday, I'm good. Like I have it. Uh-huh. You know, I copy and paste and I subtract one day every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It works beautifully. Well, it was funny. I just got this app, and then I plugged in the dates, and I went, this is how many days, and it automatically just does that Listen, for me. Listen, I'm not conforming to AI mm-hmm. and all the technology because Well, AI's I'm letting not... me down. They're on my shit list yeah, right now. Yeah, as they should be, because I know you guys are talking about the City Connect jerseys, and We're they gonna bother get right us into them. for sure. But what also bothers me is when people are so quick to, like, do some basic human things. We don't need technology for everything. Like, technology doesn't enough for us. I mean, as us. somebody that goes into the bank still and sends some bills out in the mail with actual stamps I agree with you but when there's such a simple thing as a countdown clock app use it there's also math like you need to stimulate what your up, brain 
Yeah. And so the my brain's already that. pretty dumb. The the paths in the uh, uh, you know my brain they're all they're all done. Yeah. They're, well, they're listen, done exploring. Jamie in my is mind. driving today. We figured that out. Also, um, don't you worry. All right. So let's, let's dr- drive us into the first topic of the day, Jamie. I hope, look, there's no confirmation that this is real Ugh. yet. Um, it's from a guy on Twitter, and I want to give him credit because he found it on eBay. Uh, it's a very tough name to say. His name is Mo, uh, at G-O-T-T-A-G-O-T underscore M-O-S. All right. So that um, guy put out a picture that already has. Let me see here. Um, it's it's got to go. It's approaching under, a half a million views it's already. It's got gotta go to underscore Moe's. Oh, it is got to go to Moe's. <laughs> it's got to go. the Modell slogan. <laughs> he, he's the Modell's heir. Got to go to Moe's. Got to I, go to. I love those commercials. Yeah. His name is literally. <laughs> got to go to Moe's. Okay. Yeah. So got to go to Moe's. Best, I was. Best worst job I've ever had. <laughs> you worked at Moe's? Oh, yeah. Really? Like yes, everybody I did. knows somebody that What did. was the discount at Modell's for the employees? Uh, 50, 20% on. No, 15% and then 10% on like. Uh, Discounted items. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, got to go to Moe's on Twitter with an underscore somewhere in there. Uh, said he found what he thinks is a Philly City Connect jersey leaked through eBay. He tagged <laughs> Fanatics at Phillies, at Phillies Northeast Store, and Nike in the tweet. Uh, it has about 400,000 views. It is spreading like wildfire. And there is the front of it. Now... I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Now, I'm going to reserve the right to see how it actually looks on the players with the hat on, if this is actually the jersey. Um, The colors, I don't mind. I think blue and yellow can be good. This, to me, looks like um, part Union jersey, part mid-90s tap-out gear, part... Trash. Uh, I hate the font. The patch on the side with the Love Park um, thing and the and the Philly P is the O is okay, I guess. The back of the jersey is actually good. I like the name and the number, but the front is just terrible. Uh, Renee, you're way more fashion inclined than I am. Uh, I pretty much wear uh, hoodies and quarter zips and golf shirts. Your thoughts on... You know. I am a simple man, Renee. <laughs> Give me a uniform daily, like, uh, not Jeff Bezos. Uh, who's the iPhone guy? Um, brain farting hard. Jobs? Yeah, Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. He just wore the same thing every day. Oh, are you because, Steve? No, but like I get the thinking of like, I don't want to waste any time thinking about what I'm going to wear today. Just give me the same thing that I'm comfortable in day in and day out. Jamie, and you and I are on the same uh, wavelength there. Catholic school did us so dirty <laughs> yeah. in terms of uh, how to dress properly. Because yeah. when you wear the same uh, shirt, tie, uh-huh. and sweater. Flynn O'Hare, yep. borderline uncomfortable gray trousers the 80, with a maroon. 85-pound shoes that you could use as weapons. <laughs> All right, yeah. Renee. So, obviously, Tyler and I are uh, fashion uh, handicapped here. What is your thoughts here? So, um, there's a couple things here, and I did... I'm, I'm putting on my detective hat because I low-key am a detective. Mm. Now, um, on this jersey, as you talk about 
the detailing. I do see a Nike tag yes. on the net. And there's a which, price tag of $175. But what I do also know about eBay is eBay can be is where people are selling things that they either own or made. It's your own little marketplace. Mm. So that takes away a lot of credibility from this. If this was Fanatics, I'd feel I'd feel a little bit more confident that this is absolutely something it, uh, that's leaked. It but is eBay, on the heels of apparently release time. Like we the, well, are timing, approaching like the timing that is area. the time. Yeah. Absolutely, the timing is it makes it scary. Um, but gotta go to underscore Mose um, sharing this in his home. It could be. Something that he made. It could be. There's so many things. I don't so, think so. I don't think he's that. Like, who is that much time? I don't know. Oh, okay. We 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 just heard a, a terrible know. story about a terrible person. Like, people have time to do whatever yeah, they want to do. Yeah, I saw a beheading last night. Not the actual beheading, but the, a, a head. I wasn't gonna say it because I didn't want to traumatize the, the viewers the way you traumatize Tyler. Well, I saw it right before myself. sleep. You know, what's more pleasant than you're going to sleep than seeing a, a head? Um, okay. Shout out to the family in Bucks County. That's horrible. Um, thinking of you today yeah the patch on the on the sleeve says philadelphia city of brotherly love the love the is okay as you mentioned it's got the liberty bell as the o or the liberty the, bell not the p yeah yeah it's fine i i, I just showed, I, I just sent it to tyler he's gonna show, show it on the screen I, th- that know, stuff's fine okay wait but i'm just trying to say in terms of credibility it, it does say engineered on the tag down low it, it does look like it's real. Yeah, it's got it a looks Phillies, like it's the real. Phillies logo on it. Uh, it absolutely looks like a fake Union knockoff from their Navy jersey. I uh, don't love the tie-dye of the light blue into the dark blue. I don't it mind just, that. I, can, I think that, that can translate. That's translates. the least of the issues. Yeah, the like I think in the sun and in the bad. field, like the color could work. But just looking at that font, I don't. that's not something I want to see on a jersey. But I do feel like, if anything, I could see them having Philly because they want to tap into, like, nobody calls this that Philadelphia. Would, that would make sense. Philly makes sense to me. Yeah. But I, I cannot stand the font, the P, all of it. It's just weird. I think if you change um, the font, I'd be okay-ish I, with it. Yeah, it, it could grow on. I honestly love. I love the light blue. That's my favorite color. Mm. Um, yeah, there's the the there's close the up back of it. And, the patch. and as you, that's the patch. I like the, the city numbers of Philadelphia and the yellow city letters. Of brotherly love. Like I think that looks good. Yeah, the back looks better than the front. Yeah, by far. It's just it's got a look of like a soccer jersey mixed in with a baseball. And I don't know that I like. What pants do you wear with this? Like what I, else? Like what? Do you, what's the hat look like? I think that's I'm what. Really I think curious I need, about the hat. I think I need the full look of. Like what's what is the socks hat pants combo? Got to go to Mo's does not have any of that. Yeah, so but that's it, what I need to wait for. But right now the colors are are interesting. Can I just say why navy? Why, why are we tapping into the flag why are so much? We, yeah, why why do we have to use the city flag? No Philadelphian <laughs> cares about the city flag. Really knows what it is. You see some down by City Hall. Yeah. Like that's kind of our only connection to it. Nobody yes. really cares. Those Eagles jerseys were awful. awful. Uh, the blue and yellow Union jerseys, not our favorites. I like, like the blue and yellow. I, I do like blue and yellow as a combo. It's just like this has a chance see, to be cool. If this, I th- if this is real, I think there'd be a better way. If you want to like an ombre look, because that's the vibe they're going for here. Ombre of like the the light blue, you know, slowly transitions into the navy blue. I think there would have been a cleaner way to do it that looks a little bit more 2024. That's probably my only gripe as I've been hearing that word a lot lately, with the actual colors of it. I actually don't mind the navy, light blue, yellow pairing. I think those colors yeah. look well together, but the light blue just kind of stops. It's just, it's a weird Is ombre. it going to be light blue pants? That's a th- 
dark blue hat with a Do yellow a like Liberty Bell? I think you have. Oh, a dark blue hat. Like if the Liberty Bell's on the sleeve, it's probably going to be on the hat. I yeah, would like assume. It's, it's, yeah. But, that Liberty. But okay, that patch though, it looks like Lou. It doesn't even look like love. The U, The V looks like a U. I just, I, I guess what I'm, my, my issue is with this so is that it doesn't look. So you're not buying this jersey look, for $175. No, I'm buying nothing. Um, my issue is it just does not look like a professional jersey. No, it, somebody it, just it, said it, it looks like a minor me, league jersey. Yeah, I it doesn't who that give was. me major league baseball or any professional league jersey. It looks like something I would see at like T-ball or something. Maybe not that low, but... It looks gimmicky. It's very gimmicky. It's very, like, travel, you know, baseball team. Like, I'm not getting... these. Are, we spent all this money on jerseys that we're going to put, you know, million-dollar athletes in. It's just... it's You could have did better. The patch, yeah. the patch is very, like, basic. I hope Gotta messy. Go to Moe's is just messing with everybody and just pulled a great... Uh, I, think he's, I think maybe he's trying to sell them. I, Maybe he made them. Maybe I have, my gut more. says it's real. Because, like, the timing of this, like, right around when it's supposed to come out, and I don't know. Some teams. So he did also follow up his tweet saying a few reasons why he thinks this is legit. He said, This jersey is in the new Nike limited template for baseball in 2024. He said the Major League Baseball and Nike logos are correct, which counterfeit jerseys usually get wrong, and the packaging and price tags all look correct. And he did post they pictures do. of the packaging that he received this in for $175. And it does actually look real. Well, that's, that's a listed real. price. Do you think that's what he paid on eBay? Or somebody selling hot, hot gear on eBay? Because there was a DH gate one um, that was maroon that came out the other day. That was okay. It was far from great. But this one is in line with the blue and yellow. Because Todd Zalecki and I believe it was Tim Kelly from Phillies Nation had that it was going to be blue and gold. Like So that comes from credible reporters. Um, so this is more in line with uh, what we know than the maroon alleged leaked ones on DH Gate the other day. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. not that I was going to run out and buy one, but, you know, to me, the hat is probably what I would buy. So I guess there's still hope for the hat. But yeah, I think uh, everybody's reaction on um, Twitter that I saw this morning was like, Eh, this ain't it. Because we're, we're gearing up for this big reveal, and this is what the reveal is. Like we we waited all this time, and this is this is it. Do you remember? I don't know if either of you guys remember. Like early '90s, when in Charles Barkley's last seasons here, they Sixers came out with that terrible like shooting star, super busy white and red jersey. It was just like hideous. What year was that, Jamie? Ah, I want to say like '91, '92. Bingo. I just wanted you to. I don't remember from being alive at that time. No, no offense. Not to make you. I just. I, <laughs> yeah, they were the pre, uh, the pre but Tyler I do and Renee that, days. But <laughs> I remember that from, that from when I was older. <laughs> it was like a oh throwback to pre-birth. That was definitely pre-Tyler back and Renee. To pre-birth, did you say? <laughs> wow. Because you know you had those. I, I mean, we know a lot of sports history that was before we were alive. Before so. I continue, can you just pull the shank out of my side? God damn. I just want to clarify. I don't remember as if, like, I was there when it happened day one. You, um, all you could have said was, yeah, I know the jersey you're talking about. You didn't have to go with I wasn't born yet, and you old bastard, you. Um, but, you know, okay, that's fine. 
We can move on. I can get past this. I'm old enough to be mature enough to Stop move it. past this, Renee. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, listen, it's fine. Listen, Mickey Durkin puts a statement out there. He says, Jamie for president. And, and let's be honest. We all know that Jamie is the only one in this room who is legally allowed to run for president. Oh, oh damn. Ouch. See, I How, didn't do that. Is, is there a minimum age? 35. 35. Yeah. Cool, guys. I'm close. Yeah. Yeah. I can almost be president. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, Charles Barkley, when those jerseys came out, they were getting roasted. There was no social media back then. In my day, there was no social media. Uh, but those jerseys got shredded, and Charles Barkley was asked about it, and he said... This, look, this, this looks like something. No, I'm not going to do it. This looks like something my six-year-old daughter made with crowns. Right, and that's the issue. These are supposed <laughs> to be professional jerseys that you have million-dollar athletes wearing, and they literally look like something that I'd see on, like, a... On a Middle school team. Did you ever see the SNL skit about Avatar? Uh, I forget who the actor is that's sitting in, but it, uh, it's really, it might be Ryan Gosling, and he's seen a psychiatrist, and it's about Avatar and how much money it costs to create and make, and how it's this grandiose movie and all this. And Ryan Gosling's like, whatever the font was that Avatar is using, he goes, yes. but he. But he just used whatever font. And, like, he can't get over that this much money was put into the movie. And they just they used this Microsoft yep. Word basic yep. font. Exactly. And it's a really funny skit. Th this jersey kind of remember reminds me of that, like... But the font, like it's the font, you did you all, really all these marketing, past. you know, right. execs and and the Phillies stand to make a lot of money on and this, so they wanted to be this? good. Yeah, and people, I'm like, like multiple people sat in a room and said, "That's the one. That's the font. That's the look." Yeah. Yeah, the font is definitely, I think, what yes. the most, what everybody for the most part it's is terrible. stuck on. The ombre, again, I'm not a huge fan. I just think it's there's a there could have been so many cleaner ways. I've seen some really good ombre jerseys that like nicely transition into the color. This looks very cheap it, mm -hmm. does, it doesn't look great at here's all, your uh, here's your quote from that skit by the Aww. way they clicked the drop down menu and randomly <laughs> selected papyrus like a thoughtless child <laughs> just wandering by a garden yanking leaves along the way that's what dave got in the chat papyrus font. yeah the papyrus font it's really funny because like ryan gosling's being so serious and he's talking to the psychiatrist and he's like papyrus <laughs> Papyrus. I just can't get over it. And that's kind of how I feel with this jersey. I definitely, I actually like the maroon mock-up better than um, I do. It was just simple. It was it was clean. I can picture it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught it, but Matt Deckert caught it. And I might as well just get in front of this. Yes, I say crown. I say crown also. Okay. Yeah. Tyler? It's not crayon. Crayon. Crayon's no, for tryhards. It's crown. It's crown. It's, it's, it's crown. I'm going to Crayon's website. No. Crayola's no. website. Well, if you want to be a tryhard, sure. It's, it's like crayon. It's like, there's there's certain words. Drawer, crown. Bura. Bura. Bagel. You say bagel, bagel sometimes. www.crayola.com. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary states the proper way to pronounce crayon is in two syllables. Cray. I say two syllables. Crown. 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 is three crown. syllables. Crowns. Crown. Who wants to say crayon? My wife. Like so it's like you arguing with Uno what the Uno rules are. My my well, mother passed it down do, to me. And people do. I am trying not to pass it on to my daughters, but I slip and I, I'm a crown guy. It's I, a crown. It's a crown. Because it just sounds cooler. Like, oh, go color with some crowns versus I'm going to go color with some crayons. Yeah. Was it clay or crayons? Nerds. Just weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I know you yes, won't know I, that. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm just is gonna, it SpongeBob? It is. 
Uh, do you do you and Tyler have some secret pact to make a SpongeBob reference once a day that I'm unaware of? Th- you there's know, a keyword. <laughs> you have to figure out what the keyword is, and then we say the SpongeBob is that another reference. SpongeBob yeah. reference. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just we were actually talking about it yesterday. It's wild the amount of things that remind us of a SpongeBob episode. Yeah, I guess that's like Seinfeld for me. Like it I, can is. Go, I can go daily uh, and. Okay. Are you Ant? Don't Renee. You've already shanked me once with the age thing so today. Baseball. No, I'm not a Seinfeld fan. Baseball. Yes, in a little bit, we're going to have Michael Bauman from Fangraphs joining us. He's a local South Jersey guy that is a Fangraphs writer. Uh, I'm fascinated by kind of baseball and analytics and like how in-depth some people get in Fangraphs. Uh, Tyler's on it daily. He loves it. Um So we're going to talk to him in a little bit about the Phillies and about fan graphs and about, you know, prospect rankings and zips, uh, projections and all this stuff that they use. It's pretty crazy. But before we get get into numbers, let's talk about somebody else that helps you with numbers. That's Mortgage CS, which stands for Mortgage Concierge Service. They're an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philadelphia. They give you full control over the lenders that you work with, as well as providing 24-7 customer service. And the great thing about Mortgage CS that I enjoy is they offer also take time to educate and empower their clients. They want to make sure you have as much information as you possibly can. You feel comfortable. They take help to alleviate and minimize the stress because house buying is, is a process. It's a very long process. And Mortgage GS will be there with you every step of the way. So here to help your help their con- their clients, excuse me, find those ultra competitive rates and making sure that you can reach out anytime. They also compare rates between multiple lenders to, to help find a deal that makes the most sense for you. Now over at Mortgage CS, you can reach out 24-7. Call, text, email. Their CEO, Ben, has even provided you his personal phone number. If you want to reach out and chat with Ben, you can do so at 267-391-7425. Maybe ask him how to pronounce crown. Maybe... Oh, ask, I did it! Who? Maybe ask him how to pronounce crown! Oh my god. Yeah, say Ben, Maybe are you a crown him, or crayon guy? Ask him what he thinks about the City Connect jerseys, because over uh, at Mortgage CS, Ben and Alec are always there for you. You can also reach out via email, ben at mortgagecs.com to be able to chat with Ben. And morning, noon, afternoon, evening, night, doesn't matter the time of day, Ben is always available to chat with you. So over at Mortgage CS, you can check them out at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y to get started today, and they can help provide as much information, easy-to-use tools, and really alleviate the process for you in your house buying process. Now, this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. Visit MortgageCS.com for more information. Dave P., I want to circle back on your Steven Seagal comment in one section because he fascinates me. Wheelhouse cards, though. (laughs) I got to tell you about that. If Steven Seagal was in Philadelphia and he was a card head, he would go to Wheelhouse Cards because he gets it. They have two great locations in Wayne and Westchester, and it's our go-to sports card, gift, and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. It's more than a sports card store. They got tons of great gear, and their motto is cards and community because a love of sports unites us all. That's why we're here today hanging out uh, pre-lunch. They have tons of your favorite card brands like Top Tops Chrome Baseball, Mosaic Football, as well as some really great gear from such brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 brand, Junk Food, Starter, and one of my personal favorites, the throwback to my time, Renee, pre-1991 <laughs> with the Shy Vintage Sports. They got some great stuff. So, and if you're looking to have your sports card collection graded, 
Well, Wheelhouse simplifies things for you. They offer PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events uh, and birthday parties every single month. So if your kid is a card head or you're a card head, go have your birthday party there. You'll have a blast. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. And be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse cards so uh the chat is saying no baseball talk all off the rails uh and i saw a comment about steven seagal and it just so happens this past weekend i'll have to show you guys after the show i guess he was doing something you know he's like taekwondo or karate uh some and he's so fat and immobile these days no it was him like doing his moves and like i I don't know if he was getting a new belt or just doing like a showcase and he's like throwing this guy his sparring partner but you can tell the sparring partner is like oh. flipping himself oh no <laughs> and steven seagal's just like walking around like and the guy's like and the guy's like throwing himself like left and right it, uh, we were dying watching can it this we, weekend can we just for a moment talk baseball no. talk about no. how steven seagal sylvester stallone um there, there's a whole era of actors that we were Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper. Like, we were just so you know, determined to make them these macho. No, I do. I do, yeah. actually. Um, we were so determined to make them these macho, handsome Were they handsome? Men, and I guess they were. Sly was. No. I was watching recently. But I, I don't think they were, like, movies. marketed as beefcakes. They were just muscle heads. I, uh, no. I was watching, I forget the name of it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. And oh, True Lies. It's True Lies. Awesome. It was just on awesome the other day. Movie. Demolition Man was on with Sylvester Stallone Which just the other day. Was that you tweeting about how ahead of its time it was? Yes, they had driving yeah. cars. Yeah. They had the Lamborghini doors. Cars. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, how cars like work? Auto- driving cars? <laughs> but did you ever figure wow. out how the shells work in the bathroom? No, I still don't know what that means. I don't means. really know what that is either. Are now they like real seashells? Because Do I'm they concerned. poop and pee in the shells? But they were like beside it instead of toilet paper. It was shell. It was three so shells beside shell the toilet. So you shell your ass That's to what I'm clean it? But then like, what do you do with the shell? Does everybody use the Are they disposable? The it's a great question. We never it got is. to the and, bottom and of And I needed them to answer that. So anyways, it was, I was watching both of those movies and Demolition Man, I'm sorry, it was self-driving cars. They yes. had Zoom meetings and everything where they, mm. the guy was in a room with all computer screens and it was people's faces way ahead of their time. Was that time. pre that or post-Wesley tax evasion? That was pre, right? Uh, I think it was pre. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Why were I, I'm looking at them like there's nothing attractive about these men? Uh, I mean, they were all jacked, but they were jacked, and so they had Arnold Schwarzenegger walking with like his shirt was like slit in different spots, and he was sweating, and he was I guess he was supposed he was like slow mo walking through like fire and stuff. I'm like, is this supposed to be Dave P sexy? Use the shells to scoop from where to where though. Oh no, we're not doing this right now. What? <laughs> yeah, I still don't get it. How do you clean? <laughs> Are, yeah, I anyway. Don't, I don't think we should go this route because... It sounds I don't, painful. I don't Instead think of white. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, but I don't get but it. But again, I just feel like they always had them... Their, I'm just going to I'm just gonna skin, you know, skip over that comment because I don't know what the seashells... I thoroughly have tried to rack my brain around it and none of it Steven makes Seagal, sense. Steven Seagal, I don't think, was ever supposed to be sexy. I uh, hope Arnold, not. Uh, Arnold definitely was supposed to be sexy. <laughs> you want to get real off the rails? Have you ever seen Arnold's illegitimate son with his housekeeper? <laughs> you just Google image Arnold's housekeeper's seen, son. Have you seen the housekeeper? How 
everybody know it was his okay, kid? Okay, have you seen The Housekeeper? I think I have. Not, not a, oh, probably like, should Like, it is son. a clone of Arnold from some, like, Portuguese yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How did his She's, family not know? Yeah, I mean, he I, came out with a six pack and Athia and like traps. Uh, so I, I don't know if they were sex just, symbols or not. Just, they were just beefy yeah, boys. Literally, I, I, I don't know, guys. I wasn't I wasn't of age at that time to know whether or not they were considered. I think like, more like Mel Gibson was like the '90s heartthrob and like okay. uh, Mel Gibson was? wasn't a he had that like a Harrison dad Ford. Look. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a looker. Um, not uh, I think Michael Douglas. Some ladies were into, but uh, who's the other guy? Kurt, um, Kurt Russell. Oh, oh I, I think those yeah. were like the beat, the, the heart throbs. I think those guys yeah. were like more like meatheads. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, yeah, of course. <laughs> Kurt Russell uh, comes from a long line of baseball. I think he played minor league ball. He was like a really good <gasps> there baseball. There is a player. baseball connection. Yeah, I think Kurt Russell's dad was like a minor league coach. I think he might have been a hitting coach. There's like deep ties to baseball within the Russell family. So there you go. There's our rabbit yeah. hole before we get to I our guest today. I love the Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. Are they still together? I feel like I heard they're not. Okay. I don't know. Are they Kate Hudson? Yeah. Okay. They have a whole line love of like her. actors. Oh, Penny people. Lane. Mm. I know. What up? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was just thought the other day too. No, uh, never really seen Kate it. Kate Hudson. I mean... Just because I like her Matt doesn't McCoy. mean I watch all of her movies. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to see that one? It was a rom-com? That no, wasn't something no, you were... I'm good. I think you should watch it. You yeah, would, you'd okay. appreciate it. Well, we can ask there our next guest Freddie about... Freddie Prince Jr. now. Freddie Prince Jr. was was along my Summer time. Summer Catch? Jessica, yeah. Well, did you see what Jessica Biel's getting um, uh, in the news for? She said she's obsessed, and Michael's probably watching right now. Like, what the f are you guys? Like, oh my god! Jessica yeah. Biel has gone viral because she said she loves drinking and eating in the shower. She likes to eat, huh. and she brings food in with her, and she'll bring an espresso in the shower. Mm. And like, while I wouldn't do it, I kind of see where she's coming from. First a of all, bit. let's also keep in mind her shower is probably the size of this yes, room. Yes, she can probably. Like, she doesn't have the ordinary cramped shower with a shower. Yeah, up and down like her it doesn't shower. have a shower curtain. Yeah. It's like probably this glass, beautiful shower where she's got room to do what any activity. But eating in the shower, I feel like, is a messy thing. Well, I mean, the shower beer is just, like, a top three beer. So, like, I, I kind of get... I do like get, the shower wine, I yeah, will say. Like okay. the sensation of something like cold food? while you're in a hot environment. I think it's the food that's I think doing it for me. I think it's the perfect segue to our next guest. Yeah. Uh, and uh, excited <laughs> to have him on. He is a local Phillies fan, uh, but he is a fan graphs staff writer. Uh, he's been cracking me up on Twitter for a, a while now. His name is Michael Bauman. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Michael. You are. Very good. All right. Nailed it. Good Look start. Um, so what we've talked about so far today are the um, crown versus crayon. Yeah. Um, eating in the shower and the awful City Connect possible leaked jerseys uh, that seem to be circulating online. And 90s actors. And I 90s also thought, actors. I caught the end of the Demolition Man conversation. Do you get the shells? I still don't get it. I I mean, I could talk about Demolition Man all day. I Such think a good whoever movie. said it was scooping, I think, was on the right track. But oh, how do you clean? Three shells? It's three, three shells. Three shells, yeah. Three shells, yeah. But do you just throw them out? Are they replaced right after somebody goes? No, shells, I imagine they're pretty substantial. <laughs> Big old conch shells, yeah. I don't, yeah. It, wild. This is, this is the future. I'm sure they're all into reusable technology and stuff. 
true. Uh, so, Michael, Fangraphs is something uh, we go to regularly. We use all the time. Uh, we've been doing some down-on-the-farm reports on the Phillies prospects here, and we use the Fangraphs um, as a guide to help us. You guys do phenomenal work over at Fangraphs. Uh, I've always been curious, as somebody that lives and, and breathes it daily, what do you think the nerdiest baseball thing Fangraphs does is? Because there's so much information, and I say that in an endearing yeah. way. What do you think is like the nerdiest thing you guys do? Uh, there are levels of their people. Well, no, the real answer to this is we've got a whole fantasy arm, and those people are dorks. <laughs> Just going going that deep with fantasy baseball every day is is something that that even I I'm like okay like. I need to go outside before uh, I start thinking about fantasy baseball that seriously. I, but the serious answer is all of the like pitch design and biomechanical stuff. It's like, it's stuff that, that I can understand other people writing about, but we've got people, you know, not even, you know, full-time people, but contributors who are experts in this, who, uh, you know, deal with not even like, going the, the step beyond spin rate, but like understanding mechanically or grip wise, how a pitch comes out of your, uh, out of your hand or, or hitting mechanics and stuff like that. Just the, the level of detail. I think it's, what's one of the challenges for us is making that kind of stuff legible to you know, people who are only there because they're interested in seeing what, you know, what their favorite team is doing. Okay. So it makes me wonder what it's really like behind the scenes that we don't know. You know, we see the stats, we see the, the numbers, we, there's a stat for literally everything. What is it that's the process, I should say, behind the scenes that from the outside world we, we don't realize that goes into crunching these numbers, keeping track of them? Um, is there somewhere that the, all this is just kind of logged and housed? You know, how are you guys efficiently getting these up-to-date numbers so quickly? And what yeah, the... So the answer to that is a lot of it is pretty plug and play. Once you come up with the, you know, once you figure out how you're going to, um, uh, you know, just take war for, for example, or, or WRC plus these stats that are in common usage now have been around for 20 years and, you know, they get tweaked and refined and stuff. Uh, but in terms of updating the stats, it's all, you know, automatic scraping from, from major league baseball, you know, the numbers you see on, um, on baseball savant, uh, MLB site, like a lot of that gets ported into our numbers, into baseball prospectus and other, you know, basically every other site that uses uh, data-based analysis. So we've got a team of people who do that. And then it's my job and, you know, the other people uh, sort of on the writing end to take those numbers and find stories, find narratives in it, you know, do analysis and make it all make sense. So the the actual coming up with the the stats, you know, it's a relatively small part of the the day to day thing. You know, every so often I'll download a data data set and poke around and, you know, see what's going on. But a lot of it is is really just you know the same kind of sports writing that you find in um, just in a process perspective, the same kind you find at the Athletic or the Inquirer. Yeah. Now, Michael, uh, you know, there's so much debate. You know, analytics have always existed. It's just how they're applied now directly to teams and how fans, I think, are way more educated than they were 15, 20 years ago when it comes to stuff like this. And it's all a credit to, you know, the fan graphs of the world and other analytical driven sites. If I was to ask you, we're sitting at a bar having a beer at happy hour. What is the most telling offensive stat to you about a player and the same for a pitcher what two stats do you look at 
where you go, that's the most important thing. The rest I can kind of, you know, leave or take or whatever. Pitching is tough because there's two separate you're really asking two separate questions about pitchers. And this is, you know, a, a question that's been researched in, in sabermetric circles for 20, 25 years is there's, there are pitchers results. And then there's what the pitcher can control and finding out where that line is. Like everybody, you know, who watches baseball sees line drives, go for outs or bloop singles, or, you know, that miss bad calls or defense ballpark, all that plays a, a big environment. So, or big example. So, you know, Fangraphs has been, one of the sites that's sort of been at the forefront of trying to find that line, and there are different approaches. Um, I would say, you know, I, most of the time I just look at, for pitchers, ERA and then strikeout and walk rate, and that sort of gives you a a, um, a decent idea, uh, and it's all very basic, but it gives you a decent idea of, of how the pitcher uh, goes about doing what he's doing and how effective it is. And then once you have those numbers, you can sort of look at, batted ball data, ground ball, fly ball ratio, and, and, you know, look at the pitcher's repertoire as well, because throwing harder or throwing with more spin is not necessarily better. It, you have to command it. You have to have pitches that play off each other. So being at that sort of bleeding edge is tougher now than it was 20 years ago for hitters. It's very reactive and they don't have as much control over the process. So if somebody a weighted runs created plus, I think is the best you know, it, it gives you a, a simple number. It's an integer. A hundred is league average. It's very, very easy to understand. Uh, and so it's no more intimidating than something like batting average. If you're just looking at the leaderboard, um, uh, you know, and what that does, it's basically every event has a discrete run value. Uh, throughout baseball history. So a, a single is worth X, a strikeout is worth Y. And all of that sort of, um, you know, you tally them up into a linear weight system and come out with that number adjusted for league and park. And you get this very easy to digest number. Awesome. Wow. So we've been talking every day, doing a daily dive into prospects for the Phillies and talking also a lot about how when you look over the years, we've had prospects that have panned out and some that have not. So similar to Jamie's question, but more prospect focused, is there a consistent stat line that you've noticed helps a prospect's talents translate well into the majors? So that's a good question, because I think the first thing you have to understand about like serious prospect analysis is the numbers don't matter like batting average. Obviously, like you want your pitchers to be striking guys out. You want your hitters to be uh, hitting for a high average. But in terms of numbers, we're, what we're getting is batted ball data. So like exit velocity, launch angle and aggregate that even into the low minors now. And so there's a big, you know, you're seeing a lot of big prospect misses. Elijah Green was a top five pick with the Nationals. Big, strong, athletic guy. Looked like he might be the the next Aaron Judge. Put up huge power numbers. And scouts could see there was swing and miss in the profile. He gets to the pros and just, you can look at, once you get him in front of these high-speed cameras and this, you know, advanced pitch tracking stuff, you just could just see that, there's just nothing there in terms of hitting. And you find that out really quickly once you go from amateur baseball to the pros. So if you're scouting, you know, you can look at spin rate velocity. Um, you know, a lot of college teams now have these kind of advanced pitch, tra uh, pitch tracking systems uh, that we use in Major League Baseball. If you can get your hands on the data, that's good. Um, but it's so dependent on context. Like there are so there are leaps that that each individual prospect has to make once he gets promoted to a certain level. Uh, and a lot of, you know, prospect analysis is guesswork until you see how the player does against that next level of competition up. 
All right, before I get to my real question, Michael, we have a uh, bobblehead <laughs> nut in our chat, and he cannot pinpoint the bobbleheads behind <laughs> you on the shelf. Would you reveal to us who it's you have a, they're back going there? They're going crazy okay. in the chat. So this is, um, God, I think that's Cole Hamels in front of that stack of books and Placido Polanco, and the one in the middle. So about 80% of my bobbleheads are Atlanta Braves bobbleheads because – my wife is from Georgia. My in-laws live a few miles from the Braves ballpark. And my mother-in-law is a, an avid Atlanta Braves fan. So she goes to all the bobblehead games. She and her husband get two. She always sends me one because she thinks it's hilarious to fill my my office with Braves gear as a, a Phillies fan. You, you can so, tell your mother-in-law it's not a laughing matter. The Braves ruined my childhood in the <laughs> yeah, 90s. Yeah, we, we did we, like we you. We had it out. It's, <laughs> it's an on, I would say it's one of the bigger conflicts that I have with my in-laws, who are wonderful people, but there's just a one thing that <laughs> all right now my real question uh if we had this conversation last year you obviously would have said brandon marsh and bryson stott were due to take this statistical leap uh and emerge as uh really good players uh brandon marsh took a you know a, a huge leap last year as did stott if you were looking at this phillies team going into the year is there a guy um that kind of jumps out to you as maybe being on the cusp of being better and on the inverse of that is there a guy that's due for kind of a natural regression that's a good question what the maybe the most interesting thing to me about this Phillies team is how static it is. And, you know, we talk about the Braves having locked in their core with all those homegrown players. The Phillies have really done the same thing because they went out and signed all these free agents who are just, you know, you know what you're getting from Bryce Harper and, and, uh, and JT real. Sorry for the uh, symmetrical drinking of liquids. Yeah, that was was nice. (laughs) We looked at each other like, what the hell was that? So, uh, where was, Oh, Marsh. Yeah. That his breakout was, I think, that was a, a mild surprise. I think I would not have predicted he would hit as well as he did. I think the guy that you're looking for, that you're hoping for, um, you know, a Ryan Kirkering just hoping to find a strike zone. If he could throw uh, consistent strikes, he could be a weapon. And he was, except for, you know, that bad outing or two in the NLCS, which is all that mattered last season, it turns out. Um, Johan Rojas. He hits the ball pretty hard, but he hits it into the ground. You don't necessarily want a guy that fast hitting it in the air, but he's such a special defender that if he can just talk about WRC plus, you know, 100 is league average. If he can get into the 90s regularly, he could be somebody like a Kevin Kiermaier type of player, but that's far from a sure thing. And the other guy I'm interested in is Chris Sanchez, who was really good and didn't have sort of the hallmark velocity, big, you know, biting, breaking ball. The stuff doesn't jump out at you, but he was incredibly effective last year. And when it came down to it, you know, the Phillies trusted him more in the playoffs than Taiwan Walker, who, you know, you don't think of, of what he did as being like the $20 million a year pitcher, but he was pretty good last year. You know, there were worse pitchers than him that got um, playoff starts and the Phillies sort of overrode the seniority and decided to go with Sanchez in that start against Arizona. He's somebody who I think, is probably the most likely Phillies player to take a leap. Awesome. Mm, I'm a big like Sanchez it. guy, so I love hearing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's stick with the pitching side on this. Um, in terms of starting pitchers and also just in the bullpen in general, you know, we've talked a lot about how every, every once in a while you see the regression, then you see guys take a step forward. Um, who do you anticipate for, one for each starting pitchers? Uh, I know you mentioned Sanchez, but also in the bullpen that – this should be their year. We should see more consistent numbers. We should see better strikeout rates, um, better ERA. Who do you think is going to be that person? 
Well, I think the Aaron Nola's number, you know, he's been incredibly consistent, but he had sort of a disappointing aggregate 2023. Uh, I expect to see a lot more like we saw in the playoffs uh, in the second half of the season. Um, it seemed like he worked out some kinks in the second half of the year. Um, you know, in terms of guys who could take, take a leap forward, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, Jeff Hoffman, I think is seeing whether last season is legit. He was a huge prospect coming out of East Carolina. Couldn't stay healthy. Got traded around a bunch. He was in that same draft class with, uh, uh, Schwarber and Trey Turner and a couple other guys, and he's really just putting it together now. And, and he looks like he could be special, you know, maybe filling into the role that Craig Kimbrell held last year. Mm. That's great. Uh, so this is a question from our producer, Tyler, when we were talking pre-show last year. Uh, you know, if you looked at maybe Scooball in Detroit or Logan Webb out in San Fran, they kind of took that next step and became, I don't want to say household names, but pretty close to uh, becoming that. Is there a guy when you do your work uh, for this upcoming season around baseball that you think is really on the cusp of becoming that that all star, that household name type of player? Who would that be? Maybe this is like a level below what you're asking, but I think some, a, a player that um, more people need to know is Andrew Abbott with the he's a left hander with the Cincinnati Reds, sort of a college pitch ability guy uh, at a University of Virginia. You know, interesting fastball shape. He's gotten overshadowed in the red system because they've got you know Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green and guys who are who jump out at you a lot more. He was so effective last year. And if he could be durable, um, you know, sort of at taking that next step forward. I think that, that he's a guy, maybe not like the pitcher to watch all of in all of baseball, but I think he's, he's really, really underrated. Love mm. that. Well, my last question for you, and it's been great chatting with you. You've been given so many awesome answers and, and your thoughts are fantastic. You know, a lot of the baseball world's talking about the same team storylines, headlines, and I'm not asking for a hot take because this is one that I'm is going to be more based on facts and, and information that you've been seeing. What is a storyline that you feel like, People may be missing, you know, an underrated player or team um, or just a thought that you have for the 2024 season that others may not be noticing that you've been kind of keeping on your radar. I think one thing that's just come out in the last 24 hours is this Orioles sale. I think, you know, that's going to be a major story. I I don't think people appreciate how good their young core of uh, position players is. I mean, they they went they won 100 games last year won probably the toughest division in baseball with a pretty bad pitching staff, all things considered. And they've got three guys right now, Adley Rutschman, um, Gunnar Henderson, and um, Jackson Holiday, who's going to come up. All three of those guys are best prospect in baseball type guys, all coming up playing on, up the middle positions at the same time. And then you've got a, a number of other you know, sort of top 50 global prospect guys in corner outfield positions, uh, Heston Kierstad. Um, Colton Kowser, in addition to a bunch of other solid regulars that they've developed internally, and they've done nothing to supplement it in terms of going out and buying pitching. I thought they, if if I were running the Orioles, I would have given Aaron Nola every dollar he asked for in order to get him down there. I think they need that type of pitcher, just a you know regular 180 uh, inning type one or two starter, and they just haven't done it. And it been a just a garbage ownership situation if that changes if the new owner comes in and revitalizes that team like we could see them doing to the american league east what the braves have done to the national league 
fast. Yeah, I went to school in D.C. and knew a, a lot of Maryland kids that gave up their Orioles fandom because of the Angelos family and jumped to the Nationals. Call that what you will. They were just, they're down bad down there in Baltimore. They and should you jump back. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, that's what I told them because the Nationals stink now. Uh, do you think there's any chance, last one, that they go get a, a Montgomery, a Snell, or do you think that ship has sailed? I think it just depends. It all depends on money. They've spent so little. I think that somebody like Blake Snell makes a lot of sense for them as somebody who can lead a playoff rotation. Montgomery, in terms of the combination of volume and quality, is probably the best thing in this free agent class if you couldn't get Nola or, or Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, if, if they're empowered to spend, they're spending nothing right now. So they've got the money. It's just a matter of getting buy-in from ownership. And we'll see if that – it's an awkward time until the, until the, um, the sale goes through. So we'll see. Uh, I lied. Not the last one. Blake Snell. <laughs> um, kind of a fascinating statistical yeah. case study. Mm. His two outlier years are Cy Young Awards, uh, the cream of the crop. Uh, high walk rate, you know, a lot of other things. Strikeouts low, doesn't go deep in games. How do you view him from kind of the fan graphs point of view? Uh, because he's, he's very fascinating. He is maybe his last season really illustrated like the difference between results and what the pitcher can control. He's a guy who really straddles that line. It's because he works the edges of the zone. So he's, when he's on, he's going to be unhittable, but when he's not, he's going to walk the world. And he did both last season. And so the way I view pitching, I'm going to give you kind of a long answer as you're trying to get me off the air. No, I no, apologize. No. We got no rush. <laughs> the way you should view pitching is there are two types of pitchers. There are pitchers who get you to the playoffs by pitching quality volume in the regular season. And there are guys you can trust in to start and go six innings in a playoff game. And the rarest pitchers in baseball are guys like Wheeler and Nola who can do both. Snell is probably as good as it gets in terms of the he can win you a playoff game. But the durability is I mean, just it's not even the two outlier years. Those are the only two years he's thrown 130 innings in the majors and he's won the Cy Young both times. So he's a fascinating player. He's one of the most interesting uh, pitchers in baseball, very polarizing player. You know, I profiled him uh, for an old job when he was with the Rays. He's, a, you know, uh, always been a nice guy to me, but uh, he's polarizing in terms of uh of what, how much people like watching him and it's understandable. So he's one of those guys who really challenges that, that tension between measuring how good a pitcher is in terms of results and measuring how good a pitcher is based on what we think we, he can control. Yeah, it really is fascinating. Michael can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, he's at Michael Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N-N -A -A -N on Twitter. I know you have a sub stack. You're a fan graphs writer. You're right here in our backyard. Uh, we love the site. We love the work you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, really fun conversation having you on, and uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. All right, we'll talk about Demolition Man. <laughs> yes! Uh, real quick, is it crown or crayon? I mean, I say crayon. I'm from the area, but my parents aren't. So I don't, that's one of the Philly accent things. I that was the most important question, Michael, and you left on a sour note, but it's okay. We still appreciate you. <laughs> we will hold it against you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, th thanks a lot, Michael. We'll talk to you, buddy. See ya. That it's was crown. Uh, that was a great conversation. I love, you know, like I'm I'm a baseball junkie my whole life. I loved it. It was my first love in sports. And then there's guys like Tyler's one of these guys where you just go, wow, I thought I knew what I was talking about. And then mm -hmm. you, you talk to somebody like that, Tyler. I know you're a Fangraphs devotee. <laughs> I think I've used Fangraphs probably every day on this job since the off season has ended. In some capacity. Yeah. yeah. 
Whether it be for those Fangraph Zips projections we were talking about or the prospect rankings or whatever it might be, I think that I have been on Fangraphs every day uh, for pretty much the entirety of the offseason. Yeah, that was a fun conversation that with Michael great. there. Uh, really enjoyed it. Good baseball stuff. The chat agrees. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being. Getting requests for Herb and Mike. Yeah. Herb, there you go. Herb was really fun. Poor Herb. <laughs> Poor Herb. Uh, oh, man. All right. So, obviously, uh, we got to um, 8% of our show sheet Eight. today. We didn't even do that much. Uh, there's a lot we'll save for tomorrow. We'll buzz through some of the things. One of the things Michael just touched on there was the sale of the Baltimore Orioles and he's right if they get an ownership group behind them now that is willing to spend at the level of John Middleton and they're geniuses because they brought Cal Ripken in uh, as a minority owner like if there's any main vein to an Orioles fan heart it's bring in Cal Ripken like that's just great PR by them. Uh, two, you know, private equity billionaires. I would imagine one of them is from Baltimore. I know for a fact, so he is an Orioles fan, much like John Middleton becoming a Baltimore a billionaire and going, wait, I want to buy my baseball team because that sounds fun, doesn't it? Um, so these guys bought the team. They're bringing in Cal Ripken for the PR. It hasn't been approved by Major League Baseball yet, which mm-hmm. is the final step. But it appears the Orioles are going to sell. They also have six top 100 prospects Mm -hmm. Uh, they have the al mvp they also have gunner henderson and jackson holiday is going to make his debut opening day this year son of matt holiday who looks like he's going to be a freak the orioles really can establish themselves here as a major power player in major league baseball with this sale Baltimore Orioles fans hate the angelos family for what they did to their team um kind of sucks because with those great players, as Michael said, up the middle and how important that is, mm-hmm. the prospects behind them and now the ability to spend, the Orioles could be frightening in a year yeah. or two. So when the Angelos family took over the Orioles in 93, Peter Angelos purchased the team for $173 million. Ooh. And the team has been sold for a value at $1.725 billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but listen, money aside... Oh, that's insane. Um, They're going to be good. Yes. And and right now is actually a great time for this to happen because of yeah. the buzz in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Despite the Ravens' flat performance in the AFC Championship, they, they still were the top team in the NFL this season. Uh, Baltimore, in general, sports-wise, is in a great place. So to have that sale happen, uh, the Orioles, of course, also recently finalized a deal with the Maryland Stadium Authority to remain at Camden Yards for the next 15 years. Yeah, the lease, years. I think, was up 2032, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, so we've got 15 more years they're going to be there. So you know, they're slowly making these moves. You can't, you can't. They're slowly making these moves to be able to really take Baltimore sports onto another level because as we know, not everybody, much like how we are here in Philly, has the privilege of having a sports city like we do in Philadelphia. And so I, I think it's a great time for this. The Orioles are a team that is, they're very good. I know you guys are talking about in the chat. We've talked about it many times. They're a very good team. And they've got a lot and of. they're only going to get they're better. They're only going to get better. You look at their prospects. You look yeah. at an Adley. You know, the, the talent that they have. So adding in the right ownership is important to make sure you're taking that step forward and not regressing. So it's a scary time for the, for the O's to so, make a sale like that. By the way, with the, uh, the Angelos uh, ownership, one contract. Of That's over sad. $90 million uh, hold on, in me, his tenure. What? 30 years, he, they, the Angelos were the owners of the, of the Orioles. Just one? One $90 million contract. It wasn't Brady Anderson, was it? No. 
I will tell you because this. Because when he juiced, the, oh boy, he put up some numbers that the, year. This guy that they, they gave the, the $90 million contract to is still being paid by the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. Despite and, the fact that he baseball. has not been in baseball in, in, in a few years Bobby with the Benilla? Orioles in a long time. No, he's He wasn't been, caught up in that whole Mets-Orioles no. fiasco. Um, Albert Bell? No. <laughs> it was a seven-year deal for 161 up front. For Chris Davis. Oh wow! That's right. Because he, he had that. What do you have the stats from that year? The, the year that he started like 0 for 56 or something like that. No, the one where he like boomed. Where well, he had like, yeah, it was chat. incredible. Yeah, can you read those numbers off? Uh, yeah, give me one second. But Why by are you the looking way, that up? Was I, it was like 55 or 57. I will runs? say the since the sale has happened, uh, the GM has has come out and said it's been a slow offseason, but there's still time. So yeah, I expect still things players to pick out up. There. I expect things to pick up for the Orioles. I uh, expect you know you have. Even Peter had um, dementia. Like they've had so many things that they've that they've worked through with the Angelos family of, as you mentioned, the years of just frustration. That it's a new era in Baltimore. And, and there's a big it's terrifying. Uh, there's a big fight between the Nationals and Orioles about the Mid Atlantic Sports Network and the TV rights. And you're seeing this a lot in baseball yeah. now, where the TV rights packages are are really kind of handcuffing and. I don't have all the like they have money. They're you know they mm -hmm. they share money from the uh, they basically have a the uh, sharing uh, revenue that they all get regardless. So the owners are fine. I'm not yes. crying poor for them, but I do understand to a degree like if that money from the TV networks isn't mm -hmm. there. So anyway, the, the Nats. and Will were on it. Um, did you have those numbers? We yes. Have to them up? Yeah, so 2013, 53 home runs, 138 RBIs. The following year in a shortened season, 26 home runs and 72 RBIs, but came back in 2015 and led the league with 47 okay. and 117. Following year hit 38 uh, and then really, really fell off a cliff. I thought the cliff falling was much quicker so, no yeah, so, that's, so i mean he did hit the year that he was hurt he hit 196 he did hit 26 home runs and had 72 rbi but he bounced back to 262 uh led the league in strikeouts the following year led the league in strikeouts with 219 hit hmm. 38 home runs and then from there it, it just got worse and, and worse and uh, by nice. the way they have him on retention contract retention through this season and then uh beginning next year uh, he has 15, uh, 15 years of $42 million deferred. Ooh. So he's getting $2.8 million Where a year for the I next 14 seasons. Jamie, God, what are you doing here? If I was a here? gifted athlete. Jeez. Damn. Um, so all right. We're going to buzz through just a couple we, little things. And we then we are going to. three things on our show sheet. Yep, that's fine. Uh, oh, we do have to get to <laughs> William Bergoya. And one of them was the, our guest. All right, real quick. Uh, Orioles sold. Yankees are one of 15 teams that are checking out Noah Syndergaard's bullpen session today or tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck with that, guys. Uh, John Heyman. Yesterday, I watched um, like a five-minute video of John Heyman talking about Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery's markets. Mm -hmm. Wow, I wish I had that five minutes back. Here's what it boils down to. Um, it's anyone's guess. Mm -hmm. They've been linked to Boston, Texas, Anaheim, San Fran, Cubs, St. Louis. Basically. So thanks, John. Everyone. Nobody knows. Uh, Corey Seager just had sports hernia surgery yesterday, uh, which I found to be quite strange. But I guess they tried to naturally heal. Turns out it wasn't healing. That's what they healing. said. They tried to... They tried to with rest, think it would subs yeah, subside, it and as we saw with the Philadelphia Union and Jacob Glasnes, a sports hernia, you've got to... I was just going to say, what? You've got to get a sports hernia. When does hernia. naturally healing ever work a out for the athlete? A hernia does not heal Andrew on Painter, 
tried to naturally yeah. heal. It's like, dude, just get they, the Tommy so John. They tried to manage it. They hoped it wouldn't get worse. They just, hoped they just could get the surgery. So now they went ahead and got the surgery. Just get no it. athlete just wants to go under the knife. We get it, but it doesn't work. It's not that big of a deal. It's, just go ahead and get it taken care of. Uh, and Don't then the Padres are interested in our old friend Michael Lorenzen. Good luck. And not only the Padres, there's another team. Oh, the Orioles apparently are another team that has ha- had interest in Michael Lorenzen. World Series aspirations. Michael Lorenzen should not be who you're focused on. Just saying. That's what reports are All indicating. Right. Let's get to Down on the Farm and then Daily Positivity and then Guess That Swing and we will do it quickly. And we're not passing the 80-minute mark. Uh, no. All right. So Down on the Farm today is number eight on our list. And I should clarify for the purposes of the top 10 list, we are not including Orion uh, in our top 10 list. I know he's still technically a prospect, but he's going to be on the opening day roster. He pitched in the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, he's off our prospect list. Uh, so number eight is William Bregoya. Uh, name test. Begoya. Sounds like it sounds like a ball player to me. I mean, it's again another one that's a junior of a mm-hmm. former. His dad ba- played player th- seventeen games. Seventeen games with the Reds. Uh, yeah. So he's a ball player. Yeah, sounds like a ball player to William me, Tyler. Bergoya. You good? You good? Bergoga, N- Bergoga, now Bergoga. batting for the Phillies. Shortstop, second baseman, William Bergoya. Junior. Junior. I call him Bergogo. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do that. Tyler, sound like a ball player to you? Sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, go, 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 go. All right, he was the top choice of the international signing period for the Phillies in 2022. They signed him for 2.05 mil. Wow. Uh, he is a middle infielder projected to be a shortstop or second baseman. Still just 19 years old. Another one of these slender frames, 5'11", 160 pounds. Last year in low A, his slash line was 255, 351. 286 uh, 20 RBIs a 7.5% K rate his dad William Sr. as we mentioned uh, was a journeyman cup of coffee guy in Major League Baseball 17 games with the Reds uh, on the scout projection scale he's a 25 of si- 20 <laughs> explain that to me Tyler so he's a 25 now okay they project, project him to, to be, be a 60, 60. You, well the reason I ask is you don't usually see well the, you, the split is only there if it's two different things so if a guy's a 50-50 but I'm saying you usually don't see that far of a gap between a 60 correct. and that low that, of a 25 that threw me for a loop yeah so I think the reason being normally is because it's like 40-60 or a, a this guy is so young and B if uh, based on what we've seen in the numbers that we see of this guy and it's the reason I included the low strikeout rate is this guy makes contact he's a yes a that's very strong good bat to ball hitter now does that translate to hitting line drives does that translate he to does not hit the ball hard, in the gap though. no he it, it doesn't but what that says is this guy's not going to strike out a lot he's going to give you quality at bats and i think that at least gives you a baseline threshold sure. okay and that's why they give such a, a disparity between what he is now yeah. and what he could be. that's quite the disparity at 25 now possible 60 40 possible fielding 50 uh 50 on the run 55 on the throw his strong suit as tyler just said is is making contact uh, a plus defender up the middle. Uh, pretty strong arm. Uh, scouts on Baseball America, for instance, project he's going to begin the year in low A again uh, with a shot at high A Jersey Shore uh, by the summertime. If he adds strength, he has the ceiling of an everyday big league shortstop who can hit toward the bottom of the order. So, you know... 
uh, as we just talked about, five foot ten, 165 pounds, doesn't hit for much power. Just 5% of his balls in play were hit at 95 miles an hour or higher. That's not great. Uh, but he is slender and young, uh, and he hopefully will add strength and grow into his body and become a more powerful hitter because he knows how he knows what he's looking at like mm -hmm. he he can get a bat on the ball he just can't get a ton of physicality behind it yet mm -hmm. and was just 17 when that 2.2 million dollar deal from the phillies happened so um for william bergoya jr a couple things that i just saw to add we talked about it but the reports have indicated uh, from mlb pipeline in different spots displayed a contact oriented line drive approach at the plate his, um, he is a talented defender. He projects to stick at st shortstop long-term. And he's a prospect worth monitoring for fantasy managers in keeper and dynasty league formats. He's got both in his at-bat, in his bat and glove, it stood out at various points because he's shown a lot of just a, his, his baseball IQ is high. Um, but they're saying the most impressive thing about him, one of the most impressive things, is his plate discipline. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, listen, he passes, kids, he passes get, get the name test. Get him some HGH, you know? He passes Send the name test. Germany for some blood cycling. Let's he's, get him bigger. He's he's literally my height and about twenty pounds more than me. How do you think you would fare uh, facing Orion's sweeper at ninety five miles an hour? Me? Mm -hmm. Not great. No. Especially if I was ten years younger. <laughs> um, well, not now either. But yeah, he's not. That's not that big for five no. eleven. Uh, that's not, for a, a professional athlete. Like for me as a woman that's just sitting here on the show next to you sure HGH. but if i was out there you know not great so i don't know right? i was like gonna his... say 10 years i was definitely a better hitter 10 years ago than i would be right now uh, guaranteed you know <laughs> not me uh by but the way I, michael bauman just tweeted in and this is mostly for mickey durkin um he said the bobblehead i didn't get to answer is an <laughs> ozzy albies lando calrissian <gasps> wow joint bobblehead somebody did bring up star wars okay so yes you did see lando calrissian i like that i like his commitment to circle back and yes. and double check yeah, yeah, i yeah. did see some star wars com conversation going on yeah yeah uh thorough michael's a thorough man he's, yeah. he made sure you guys get all the details <laughs> so make sure but, you're smashing that like button while you're william in here william bergoya uh Passed the name test. Also looks like a baller to me. He's, he does. I he's, know they were saying his, the chin his beard, beard is Sir Anthony-ish. Yeah. It's, it's giving. It's giving what it's supposed to. Very I think he's, Archbishop Ryan Northeast vibes. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I mean, okay. Tyler agrees. He's basically from right around there. Okay. Yeah. I can I see mean, it. I can see it. Judge guys like the chin and, strap and beards. Got, I don't know what to tell you. I, I love a good story of like Maybe some your Roman dad guys. was okay as a pro athlete. You know, just 17 games with you the Reds. You know me. I'm a sucker for bloodlines. And lines. then you're going to take that torch and run with it you know passing the baton on you're gonna be better so yeah. william bergoya william bergoya i mean uh, this top 10 list we're all going to be following throughout the year and we'll give you updates obviously the big league <laughs> club will take priority uh but we will check in on william bergoya uh you know our own vince pellegrini here in the offices this is like him and starlin Kaba, him and tyler just like geek out talking about the potential of these kids so the only other thing is the eta for bergoya is 2027 that i saw in some reports okay. uh, i did see some 2026 he is rule five eligible december 2026 okay so, so just some things to keep an eye on we got some time uh shout out to spiral out though who was correct on the bobblehead in uh michael's backdrop so yeah you are not you are maybe a nerd yeah i like yeah. it he said I, maybe i'm a nerd i read star you know wars that? books as a kid uh you call me a nerd all you want star, not wars, a star rules. wars fan you missed our conversation yesterday about it mm. tyler and i already established it but we're short that on time so doesn't shock me <laughs> renee all right let's get to our daily <laughs> so positivity uh there's only three remaining and if you're 
just watching us for the first time, we're doing 24 days of positivity, why this year's Phillies team is going to be better than last year's, and it's getting tough. We got three left. Today's is Tyler's. Tomorrow <laughs> is mine. Renee's is the last day. <sighs> Tyler, what do you got for us? We're, we're to the point now where it's like... LOL, IDK. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're, like we, everything that is positive we've said at this point. Mm, um, I thought mine was pretty good yesterday. So I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one. Or no, that you were Renee. Mine was two days ago. Could yeah. make the Phillies better, and this guy may not be a Philly this year. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, and it's the fact that we are – I mean, I shouldn't say he may not be a Philly. He may not be a long-standing Philly. This may be more of a cup of coffee thing, depending on how things shape up. Um this should be the year we see Mick Abel make his major league debut. Ooh. And he is slotted in. Are to we be. manifesting this as positive? And we'll talk about Just this kidding. more tomorrow. Just Alex kidding. Coffey had a story today that we weren't uh, all able to read before we went on air that, you know, kind of what we talked about, that he is in line to right. steal that sixth starter job from a Nick Nelson or whoever. Right. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. I, I think the reason that there's uh, positivity to Mick Abel making his major league debut, regardless of. Um, how much it's going to manifest itself statistically in, in, in the win column. I think getting this guy to make his major league debut. Yes. A mental hurdle. Him, yeah, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's the next step. And it, you mentioned the six-man rotation, Jamie, and I, I do think that they are going to use a six-man rotation. I do too. For, I, would, I would bet you it's probably a good chunk of the first half of the season, um, you know, especially when the games kind of get into that slog, you know, June, July, August portion of the year because I think they're going to want to keep Ranger Suarez and Christopher Sanchez sure. specifically fresh. You know that Wheeler's going to give you innings. You know that is going to give you innings. You know that Walker's going to give you innings. But if you can maybe even if you just shave off I don't know, 15 innings this season from uh, Nola and Wheeler, you may have fresher arms going into the sure. playoffs. Okay. Mick Abel supplements those 30 innings That's or so. I, I, I like it, Tyler. I, I'm not sure We're how, not stretching here. I'm not sure how many innings he pitches in 2023, but I think that All he right, keeps if I over under at 32 and a third innings, what would you take? I would probably take the under. And the reason Does being that seem is like a fair line. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think the reason I would take the under is because I think he's going to get a handful of starts, and, yeah. and you may see him come out of the pen a little bit. Um, but I think he's primarily going to be a starter. I think even when he starts, they're probably going to limit him to like mm. four innings. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah. won't see a he's third time through deep. an order. Listen, I I like it because I think McLean Stein Abel, aka Mick, is that what it is? His McLean? name is McLean Stein. Huh. I have a buddy so named McLean, Mick, first as name. McLean. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but at 22 years old and as we you know, drafted back in 2020, uh, I think it's time. Give him, give him some innings. I want to know do. what this kid is. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think he's also at that point where it's like. He's 20, when you're, what? When you've Almost been, 24? He's, tw he's 22. 22. Okay. When you've been a prospect. Yeah. So he's about to be. He's about to be 23 then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you've been a prospect, there is such thing as like being there too long. And now you're like, you mentioned the mental side, the confidence side, but also you're just chomping at the bit, get him out there, see what he can do. And I, as you were talking about Tyler, I know in the chat, Mickey's saying the same thing helps Wheeler and Nola, a six man rotation doesn't hurt, especially, uh, earlier on in the season. So I like it. Because down the stretch, that's going to pay off big time. All right. McClane Stein Thank getting some minutes. Goodness, I'm done with this yeah, exercise. Yeah, you're, you're free. Wow. Me and Renee have to cook up that, one more each. Technically, we could always add one more because we yeah, should go all the way through the rotation. 25 does sound a little nicer than 24. But it know? is 2024. 
We're not in 2025. I don't know, guys. 80 uh, sounds great, doesn't it? it sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome. All right. You're like, I know. All right. Uh, let's get to guess that <laughs> swing. And, oh, man. Um, I forgot about that. And Tyler Spiral oh. says you're bringing the heat. By oh, the I way, that. guess that swing is picking up some national uh, segments. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> There's Ben Verlander, you're welcome. We've made it. When no. you see other when you see other shows playing Guess That Swing, you just remember where you saw it first, guys. All right, let's get to today's swing. Uh, I believe we're both on cold streaks here. I've um, been on a cold streak since like day three. Yeah, this is not going well for me lately. Uh, sometimes I see right-handed pitchers or batters. Sometimes I see left-handed batters. I, I don't. I mean, I don't even know what I see anymore. All right, Tyler, hit us. I guess torture chamber. Here's your here's your swing. No more pitchers, right? No more pitchers. Right. We won't do any more pitchers. Oh. Ooh. Hmm. See. Okay, is that is that a is that hair? Is that an arm? I think it's a left-handed batter. I, I think Polanco it, yesterday really screwed you guys up. Yeah, like now it's because, hair and it's a hand. Because a silhouette can be anything. All right, I'm texting yeah, you my answer. Great question. K-Red asked what's K-Red today's asking. difficulty. I would say that this is a three or a four. Oh, that's annoying because that means I should get it, and I probably won't. Um, okay, so is that hair? I feel like it's hair. I'm in. What? <sighs> we All right, Jamie, Jamie is locked in. a little bit expeditiously. Now, the, the one that was last commented there by K-Red, I could totally see. That's what I was going to guess. Hmm, but that's not my guess. What? But I can totally see that. Is it a... I think it's his left hand up by his chin. Again, I can... So here's why I always see it both ways. I think he's taking ways. off running like this, and it's just kind of like a, a mesh, like a mush. Because it's like, is his back to us or is his chest facing us? I think that that bulge, <laughs> what up, <laughs> oh, no. uh, is actually his hand by his chin. I'm just going to go with what I feel. All right. Just fire. Is All this right. a righty or a lefty? We got bagels and company out there. We do have food waiting for us. Yeah, we got schmears and cream cheeses waiting for us. I don't like the word schmears. I love the you word schmear. always say schmear. Yeah, because it's a fun <laughs> word to say. Do. Who doesn't like saying schmear? An SC into an H? It's great. Schmear. 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 I want to get to myself some schmear. All right, Jamie's locked in. Oh, Renee. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to go schmear up my bagel right after this, thanks to Bagels and Company. Gonna... All right, Renee's answer is locked in. Right. Have you heard a correct answer? For the first time in multiple <laughs> days, somebody is right. Oh, so it's either oh, Marsh or Stott. <gasps> Jamie guessed. Uh, Bryce Wait, you Stott. said Bryson Stott? Renee yeah. guessed Brandon Wait. Marsh. That is not a hand. It is a beard. Ah, damn it. Finally. Damn it. Hey, they, see, look, they, like, look how close his hand is to his beard. Yeah. It could be a hand. So that's why I thought it was his hand. Oh, man. I'm so glad I went with my gut and did not Alec Bone this one. Because him and uh, <laughs> what is Stott and Marsh have that. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. It's going off the rails. They're, <laughs> Graphic difficulties. They're full, their follow-throughs both point the bat up. So that's why I thought it was Stott. Damn. Oh, my arms are sore. Wow. Jeez. Congrats on your win, Renee. Thank that you, was a Jamie. nice one. Somebody had to end the cold oh, streak. Good job. Good for job, you. everybody. We got a lot of marches in the chat. Yeah. Randy, Spiral, K Red. K Red nailed it. Yeah, you were um, first to say it. Thank, thank you to Michael Bauman from Fangraphs for joining us today. I know tomorrow Good we're going to be team. talking to a, a minor league announcer, uh, which should be a different perspective on baseball and a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to Tyler for booking that one. Um, for Tyler, Renee, myself, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We love you. We mean that. Hit that, hit that like button. We're going to go eat some schmears.
Schmears. Schmears. from Bagels and Company. And, uh, and we have a whole show sheet for tomorrow that we didn't even <laughs> use today. Uh, but we will talk Steven Seagal, crowns, and shells if oh, you'd like. Yeah, and good job on your homemade coffee. There's thank a you, win for thank today. you. I did it. I did it. Woo. What's in the bottom of it? Um, the iced coffee sediment. That's oh, just okay. kind of gross. Yeah. Bean water. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon. And then next week, we're going to be starting every day at 11 a.m. New time for us here uh, to accommodate some PHLY uh, ongoings. So uh, we're going to be shifting a little bit next week, an hour earlier. But the rest of the week, we're going to be here at noon. Time uh, 14 days to pitchers and catchers, 57 to opening day. Woo-hoo. City Connect jersey, if that's real, sucks. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the PHLY Phillies show. Have a great Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> 